There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me, as always, is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action this week is Brian Howard, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Arizona, the largest sexual health organization in the state, serving more than 90,000 women, men, teens, and parents every year. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, George, and thank you, Centauri. So, Brian, from the little bit of research that I did, it looks like you are 20-plus years with Planned Parenthood, and I'm guessing that's because you like the quiet life. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's probably because it keeps changing. But I actually joined Planned Parenthood. I, I think I stopped actually naming the year, but I started in 1984. Okay, 1984. That's awesome. So we'd love to hear about how you found yourself uh, at Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood in 1984. What really what your career path has looked like, and and really what drew you to the organization? Well, I started out, um, uh, so one of my focuses in my um, undergraduate education was marketing. And uh, one of the things I realized when I actually got out into the world after school was that I really wasn't interested in uh, flogging one brand of toothpaste versus another. (laughs) Um, But I, I liked the idea of promoting a story or a cause or something that made a difference. I, 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 I liked the tools and the strategies. I just wanted to care. And uh, immediately out of school, I started in fundraising, um, uh, initially uh, in a school for the visually impaired. And um, after that, not too long after that, there was a great opportunity with Planned Parenthood in Chicago. Uh, they were leaving the United Way, and they needed to replace that funding. Uh, they, basically, they had uh, they had never provided abortion care in 1984, uh, but they were about to start. And the United Way said, um, "Well, if you're going to do that, um, uh, we'll actually need to ask you to leave." And um, so they needed to replace that funding, and they brought me in, kind of wet behind the ears, to uh, take a stab at replacing that corporate support for Planned Parenthood. And um, so that was 1984. And uh, over, I was very fortunate to work for a woman who uh, saw some potential in me, uh, our executive director, a woman named Amy Cohen, and she just kept changing my job for the next 12 years. I mean, by the end of that, I had uh, worked in every functional area of the organization, whether it was public policy or education or healthcare uh, delivery, finance, HR, et cetera. Um, and so in 1997, uh, there was a, an opportunity to become CEO of uh, uh, a Planned Parenthood affiliate here in Phoenix, and I applied, and I was lucky enough to get it. Nice. All right. So you st- you got your marketing degree and it was really practical tools to use, but you were looking for more purpose driven work. And right during that time, uh, the United way didn't want to fund, 
um, fund abortions, and that's where you got an opportunity for fundraising. Were did you have strong feelings about about abortion when you were that age? You know, um, my uh, and and you know, in interest of full disclosure, I'm actually a, a university dropout. Uh, I was at the University of Southern California. And it turns out I'm a really bad student. Um, so <laughs> senior year, I, I, I'm just like doing much more than passively learning. And um, so uh, senior year, I actually uh, uh, decided I would take a break. And that break is now, I guess, gone on you know, close to 40 years. Um, but uh, uh, my the, the thing that energized me when I first arrived at Planned Parenthood was this idea of uh, personal autonomy, of individuals being able to chart their own path in life, um, which certainly is a part of the conversation about um, about abortion and making decisions about uh, women making decisions about pregnancy um, and, and family planning more generally. But I was a 24-year-old gay man um, in you know, 1984, and uh, having being with an organization that believed that I should, I and you know, people should be treated with dignity and should be able to have the, uh, all people should have the same choices and, and opportunities in life, uh, I found to be a very supportive environment. And so it was, it was more of that was a starting place. And then from there, uh, like working in our education area um, and actually providing the knowledge and tools that help people make those decisions that our public policy people are trying to protect. Um, all of these things really uh, were hand in glove with each other. And uh, um, I came to be passionate about the whole package. But when I first arrived, it was that idea of personal autonomy and protecting that in the law. Thank you. Brian, it's – um... Thanks for sharing that. And usually this uh, this is a great segue. We usually ask this later on in the show, but I would love for you to take this time to – you touched a little bit on it, and I think our listeners kind of know. But if you could talk about the full scope of the work that Planned Parenthood does. Like there's there's so many things that you all do, and I'm not sure that um, everyone knows the, how comprehensive it is. Sure. Um, you know, so I think most people think of Planned Parenthood as a healthcare provider. In Arizona, we have uh, seven uh, physical health care locations, um, uh, one in Tucson, one in Flagstaff, and five across uh, Maricopa County. We uh, provide health care services to about 35,000 patients a year, and that runs the gamut from uh, well women's exams um, to uh, offering every FDA-approved method of birth control, to abortion care, to primary care, testing and treatment for sexually transmitted infections, um, and then you know uh, the health education and uh, the broader education and counseling that happens in our health centers. So we have a lot of patients who come in, young women, young men, who are just trying to figure out what does a healthy relationship look like? Um, and, um, or what is a, a healthy approach to sexuality and sexual expression look like? And how do I know if I'm safe? 
those are not conversations that necessarily happen easily at the at the family dinner table, um, but they're a space that we uh, create. Uh, they, they can happen in the space that we create in our health centers here at Planned Parenthood. We also uh, provide direct education about um, sexual and reproductive health and uh, both to young people, but also to parents about how to be uh, good communicators and open to conversations with their kids about healthy relationships and um, deciding when to begin a family. We also train teachers and uh, work with school districts um, on what does comprehensive, medically accurate, uh, inclusive sexual health education mean. And I say inclusive or emphasize inclusive because um, right now in the state of Arizona, it is actually illegal to uh, teach young people um, in our public schools about effective methods of safer sex for LGBT youth. Um, you cannot, you can't teach that there is uh, such a thing as safe uh, sex uh, between partners of the same gender. Um, uh, so we work with school districts about, well, how do you protect LGBT youth um, when you're operating under those kinds of restraints? So that's all under the heading of education. And then because, because of those kinds of restrictions that we face in Arizona, we also offer um, or we, we work in the public policy environment. So we're down at the Capitol. We're um, at school board meetings, um, educating the elected officials in the state and in communities about um, the legal environment that's needed for uh, people to get access to the health care and information that enables them to live healthy lives. Got it. Well, you have your hands full. Those are that's that is, a lot. Yes, that that, that 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 is a lot of work. And just, I'm curious, where where okay, do you find? It, Go ahead, please. Well, I, I was just going to say, it's one of the things that makes this organization such a great place to be. Is that we're not just a hands-on healthcare provider. We're not, and not that, because any one of these mission areas would be would could would and is a full-time job for lots of organizations so we're not just an education organization we're not just a, a public policy and and occasionally lobbying organization we really um we operate in all of those areas which touch the lives of particularly of the young people that we care about and it really makes us a unique place to be both for staff like me but also for our volunteers and our supporters that makes sense. Did the advocacy arm really come out of the healthcare and the education piece out of necessity, or was it set up from the beginning that it would be really a three-pronged approach? That is a great question. Um, we uh, were founded in 1916, uh, so uh, 100 and going on uh, 103 years ago, um, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, in a storefront, really to distribute pamphlets about the the methods were, that were then available to uh, dis, to time when to become pregnant uh, and how many pregnancies to have. Uh, prior to Planned Parenthood's founding and promoting, you know, this this discussion and this thinking, women were having you know eight 
10, 12, 14 pregnancies in their lifetime or more. Um, And so we really opened as a storefront to distribute information in a uh, uh, working class neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. Um, And we were open for 10 days, uh, literally 10 days, uh, entirely apolitical. And on the 10th day, the New York City police arrived to shut us down uh, using obscenity laws. Um, and it's literally on the 10th day, we realized that we were going to have to work in the policy and political environment because the, that environment was being used to prevent women, uh, and, and couples from getting the information and services they need. So we started out as a healthcare provider, but we very quickly, literally within days realized that we had to be working in all of these environments. Roughly speaking, 102 years, 355 days. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Wow. All right. So, Brian, one of my favorite questions is, what are the top three things you've learned over the past three years? Um, I don't know that I've learned. I, I, some of these things I'm not sure I've learned, but it's certainly crystallized for me. Um. You know, I think one really important thing that I've learned is how much more strength there uh, everybody I encounter as I work in, in the community and Planned Parenthood increasingly, and I'm lucky enough to be working with people who are working in the immigrant community, um, who are working um, with DACA uh, recipients um, who are you know, working in organized labor um, among uh, uh, you know, housekeeping staff in hotels, um, there is m- much more strength in um, people in all walks of life, um, assets that they bring to whatever you're trying to do than you than any of us realize. And we start from this belief that people are downtrodden and that they need a hand up. And um, my experience, especially in the last couple of years, is that every I, I, everybody has more assets, more knowledge, more unique experience and um, that they can bring to changing our community than we necessarily give people credit for and that we should change our thinking about that. Um, I also, a uh, second thing that has become increasingly clear to me is that I have to start, we, we ought to start, people who want to make a difference need to start where people are, not where we want them to be. Um, so we have to start by listening and figuring out what matters, um, what matters to the people that we're trying to work with, um, not bring a one-size-fits-all agenda to them. And um, I think that the core values that Planned Parenthood cares about, you know, autonomy um, and justice and equity, I actually think most people in our community share those values, um, but they express them in different ways. And the best thing that I can do is do a whole lot of listening first to understand where people are starting. Um, And... um, I guess uh, a, a third thing would be to listen to your gut um, and um, follow your own passion. Um, 
more than some sort of like intellectual path about this is what I should do, or this is the decision I should be making. Um, this is the, the way I um, should carry out this task or this project or, you know, this, this uh, volunteerism. Listen to your gut. Um, I think our, our intuitive thinking is generally a lot more effective than we give ourselves credit for. Excellent. I think that those are all three really, really powerful things. And you're right. I think that we probably all know those things, but maybe it is it, it is that they've been really crystallized. So thank you so much for sharing those. I it, the, really uh, meeting people where they are certainly hit hit home for me. I think whenever you're trying to help an adult or educate or persuade an adult, um, if you if I just come with my agenda, it's probably not going to be too well received. So I, I appreciate that very much. How do you how do you see how do you think you're going to be effective in, 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 in taking more of that approach in getting the message out? Um, I think it's, it's, so in some ways it's easy. Um, and, and, um, yeah, I would use the example that's overly simplistic, but, um, technology is absolutely changing how Planned Parenthood works. We now, every young person carrying around a smartphone is, is literally a text away from talking by video to one of our uh, medical professionals. Um, we can now send birth control pills anywhere in the state of Arizona um, through, your, uh, through a, a phone connection um, to, uh, to our clinicians. Um, uh, you know, that I, I referenced earlier that I was um, in, in 1984 when I joined Planned Parenthood, I was a young gay man who um, had no, uh, really didn't feel like I had any examples um, in popular culture about what it meant to be a healthy, proud um, gay per, uh, or uh, LGBT person. Um, I didn't know who I could ask. Um, I, you know, I knew where the, the, um, the gay community center was in Chicago where I grew up. Um, but when I was young, I was too, too scared to walk through the door. Um, every single young person today can get to those, um, can get to help accurate information, respectful, inclusive information, um, at Planned Parenthood and through partner organizations like one in 10, um, or the, um, uh, you know, uh, human rights campaign or just a variety of resources. Um, we're going where young people are. Um, we're not requiring them to come to us using the systems that we always have. Um, that being said, I think at the same time, we also have to, we have to be engaging peers of, of the community we want to serve in in our organization at every level. So from our board of directors to the uh, front desk staff at our health centers, we have to have peers of the young people that we're trying to serve. If we, it's not just about me me going to them, it's actually about engaging them in in their own self-care, in their own education um, and, and as time goes on, getting out of the way, 
Um, we have extraordinary um, young people, uh, you know, 15, 20, 25 years old um, in every community across the state. And what we have to trust them to do is to support each other and provide them great tools and engage them in designing the tools that they're going to use to organize politically, to educate each other, to um, create a safe space for discussion, um, and to refer their peers uh, to get health care. Brian, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I personally sit on the board of Equality Arizona and working against the, the no, promo, no promo homo laws and just seeing how that has played out in Arizona. I'd love for you to talk about how or how you manage misinformation as it relates to Planned Parenthood, in either the work you're doing with youth or overall. So it must be frustrating to have all these messages that are out um, about the work that you do, but how do you guys combat that and how do you do that in a way that is inclusive and, um, and effectual? Um, uh, thanks. Uh, it, it is hard, but I do want to say parenthetically that, um, Centauri, that uh, so I was on the board at Equality Arizona when, you know, uh, you were in um, knee pants, I think used to be the expression. <laughs> anyway, when you were much younger. Um, so thank you for continuing to do that work. I think that organizations like Equality Arizona and uh, Human Rights Campaign, One in Ten, um, Trans Queer Pueblo, so, so many organizations um, that are creating spaces for uh, healthy dialogue. And so thank you for doing that. Um, you know, the, the the misinformation campaign. Um, so on the one hand, uh, the, the efforts to to uh, misinform people about Planned Parenthood, about what we stand for, and about the services that we provide. Um, I'd say two things about that, um, or three. Uh, number one, I think that the best thing that we can, the best thing that we can do, we at Planned Parenthood can do, is to be um, out and proud. Uh, and honest and direct about the services that we provide and why they are important um, uh, for the people that to whom we provide them um, to reduce stigma. Um, you know, I happily start a presentation by acknowledging that Planned Parenthood Arizona provides abortion care. We're provide we're proud to provide the service. Um, we believe that um, women for generations have. Um, found themselves in positions where they need this care. Um, they have come to us with eyes wide open, well-informed, and they deserve to provide, to get the best care um, with dignity and respect, whether it's for abortion care or it's for an annual exam. It's all health care. It's not political. Um, so, you know, I think we, we start there. Um, and then the other piece that I would say is that there has been a concerted effort for decades to undermine Planned Parenthood's reputation. And, you know, we're 102, 103 years old, and um, we have never been stronger in Arizona. And I think that the secret to that is the fact that 35 um, plus thousand patients a year walk through our door for care. They know they why they come to us. They know how they're treated. And they know that the misrepresentation by people with a different political agenda doesn't ring true. And so that's why 
these attacks that I think ultimately rarely, rarely if ever succeed, um, it's because they're flying in the face of the real experiences that our patients are having and that our patients are telling their sisters and their moms um, and their neighbors and their classmates about. So we start by being upfront and honest uh, and direct and proud. Um, and then we also let our patients speak for themselves because they know they've the experience they've had here. Excellent. Well, Brian, if you could make one plea, knowing that the entire world would hear it, what would that plea be? Wow. The, the, you, you raised the stakes just a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I would say, what, plea? I, I, I'd go back to the earlier point about um, to, to thy known self be true. Um, get clear about what matters to you and go do that good work. Um, and if we're all doing that, uh, if we're all doing that um, with a goal of, of making our world a better place, um, it doesn't have to be coordinated. We don't all have to be doing the same thing, but if we're all doing some version of it, we, we actually will see the world get better. Excellent. Great stuff. So Brian, how can people get involved with Planned Parenthood? How can they learn more? How can they utilize your services should they want to? Well, I'd, in, I'd encourage uh, folks to get in touch with me directly. I'm happy to be a point of contact. Uh, I'm Brian Howard at um, bhoward at ppaz.org. So B-H-O-W-A-R-D at ppaz.org. Um, they can go to our website, which is ppaz.org, um, or they can get in touch with our, uh, just give a phone call um, to uh, 602-277-7526 um, and connect with um, any number of folks here. For example, we have um, Jamie Aragon. Um, it's all about our partnerships in the community. They can ask for Jamie um, uh, or um, Kelly Dupps, who is all about our um, political engagement. Um, uh, or send me an email, say what you're interested in, and I'll connect you to the right person. Great. Centauri, what else? That was great. Thanks for answering all of her questions. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to share, sir? Um. Uh, thank you for doing this. I think that uh, you know, the, the, the best way we can um, move forward in, in what feels like a society that's kind of stuck um, is to um, hear, hear from each other and the kinds of questions that you're asking um, are they're the right questions for all of us to be hearing and listening to each other about. So I really appreciate it. And we appreciate your time, sir. And, and, absolutely respect the uh the work that you've put in so and thanks as always for listening and as always keep keep questioning because the struggle is real